Hi, everyone, and welcome to Premier League Payoff, a soccer podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 network. You can find us on X at Total Sports underscore 247. You can visit our website for all archived episodes of all of our podcasts at totalsports247.podbean.com. Visit our Substack as well, weekendweekout.substack.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're going to start today's show with a review of the table. I kind of like starting the show that way, and then we will get into the five games for the weekend for which we have plays for match day 25. We are about two-thirds of the way through the Premier League season. Every single weekend, it seems like there's more tension. It seems like there's more pressure to win. And it seems like things are starting to get a little bit more serious. Now, this this weekend does present some interesting matches. There, there aren't a ton of matches between, say, teams at the top or teams in relegation against each other. It's more of a mix. It's more of a balance of the matchups. But... They're very intriguing nonetheless, and like I said, we will get into five of them for this week's episode. As we look at the table, all the top teams held serve, so to speak, last weekend. Liverpool still sits at the top with that game. Uh, Well, Man City has the game in hand, I should say. Liverpool still sits at the top with 54 points, but has played an extra game or Man City has played one fewer game than Liverpool. They won 3-1. They took care of business against Burnley last week. Man City took care of Everton 2-0 in a game where they struggled for the first, at least the first half and even well into the second half before Man City found the back of the net a couple times in the, you know, after, say, 70 or so minutes. So not a, the best performance that Man City has had in the last few weeks, but continuing their winning ways. Arsenal won their fourth in a row with a dominating performance against West Ham, 6-0, and Tottenham, Starting to come on as well. They're definitely a a club to watch in the stretch run here. They're up to 47 points, sitting in fourth place now, one point ahead of the shaky Aston Villa. Uh, Tottenham took care of Brighton 2-1 last weekend. Villa lost to Man U 2-1. And Manchester United is coming on. Uh, They are isolated in sixth place. That win was their third straight in-league play. That win against Aston Villa to put them at 41 points. I wouldn't say they're comfortably ahead of Newcastle but uh, and West Ham, but a five-point cushion is uh, it's fairly significant. So uh, they sit in sixth place and uh, five points out of the top five. When we shuffle down to the bottom part of the table... Not many teams did themselves favored last weekend, except for the team that is in dead last, 
that Sheffield United. They still sit at the bottom of the table despite their 3-1 win against Luton. Uh, tied technically with Burnley for points. Burnley, again, had that loss to Liverpool. Everton, we mentioned, lost to Man City. At Luton, what a bad loss for them. Again, the, the darlings of the of the Premier League this year, the, the team that everybody likes to talk about, did not get it done against Sheffield United on Saturday the 10th. 3-1 loss. Nottingham Forest lost to Newcastle 3-2. And uh, Crystal Palace, who is flirting with danger, they are down to 15th place and they have lost three of their last five, losing to Chelsea last weekend, three to one. Brentford got a big win over Wolves. That went against us as part of our picks last weekend. They win two nothing. I'm wondering if Brentford maybe will have a little bit of momentum now that Tony is back we will see if that continues to carry forward the rest of the season but they are uh, six points out of relegation so an okay cushion for them uh, the way the table currently sits so that's uh, setting the scene for uh, some of the matches that we are going to talk about I'm going to go in chronological order this time I think I messed that up last podcast so uh, I will let you know when these uh, matches are airing if they are uh, in uh, the U.S. and we will go from there last week we were two and three on our picks but our pick with the longest odds hit that was Bukayo Saka to score it was at plus 175 last week and that hit so we ended up okay in terms of overall bets because of that one uh, longer uh, shot bet that did in fact hit of course with Arsenal scoring six goals in that uh, dominating performance last weekend let's pick up with this Arsenal team they get Burnley this weekend this is the first match that we're going to talk about uh, on the pod today this is at 10 a.m eastern time on Saturday and this is airing on the USA network and Arsenal uh, we talked about it last week how we feel like they're streaking and they might even be able to challenge for the top of the table. I think a lot of, of analysts still believe that it is going to come down to Man City and Liverpool. And really, it's going to come down to Man City uh, if if they don't uh, hurt themselves in the stretch run. They should win the league. And a lot of people think that Liverpool is a clear number two. I'm not one of those people with the way that... Arsenal has been playing especially recently I think that this form could stick around for them and they could be uh, an absolute challenge for the top of the league uh, when all is said and done they're certainly not out of the conversation in my mind so let's talk about what uh, could take place in this matchup and why I'm so confident in Arsenal so if you've been following the league you know, they they had they they were they were good to start the year but they have really taken hold uh, ever since they went to Dubai as a team. They did that to straighten things out, to get their chemistry back together on offense. They were just up and down, kind of like the way 
Aston Villa has been up and down recently. They were playing like that a little bit in the in the first half of the season, and they have just turned on the Jets. 16 goals in their last four games, and it feels like that trip has done wonders for the team. They are the best set pieces team in the league per uh, success percentage-wise, and they've gotten better on set pieces ever since they've moved Declan Rice into handling those um, those set piece duties, like the corner kicks and things like that. They have uh, relied on Declan Rice to to um, to be the guy for those plays, and uh, it seems like it's been working. And uh, it, it's showing up on the scoreboard again with 16 goals in their last four games. 30% of Arsenal's goals have come from set pieces this year, which is a pretty high number. So what about the Burnley side of things? It just feels like they're in a boatload of trouble in this one. They at home get this. Five points in 12 home league games. That will get you 19th place in the league. We just don't know if they have anything to stop the onslaught that Arsenal will bring in this match. So we've got a few plays in this match. Two concerning players that we've talked about and one concerning the game. So we are parlaying Arsenal to win and over two and a half goals. And this will result in a minus 135 bet over on DraftKings. So that's going to be our first play. It gives us a little bit of cushion in case this ends up like a 2-1 score. We're not completely sure that Arsenal will get those three goals themselves. But we, th- we, think, they, we think they probably will. But in case they don't, we do give a little bit of wiggle room for Burnley to score by just doing the over two and a half goals and parlaying that with Arsenal to win. I should say, as I do this, what the odds are for this match and uh, all the ones that we'll be covering. So again, this is at 10 o'clock Eastern time on USA, and the odds are Arsenal is minus 330, Burnley is plus 850, and the draw is 500. I'll be using DraftKings like I usually do for uh, all of these odds. The second play we like is Bukayo Saka to score. We're going to go with that again. We think that he is a critical piece to their success. And we think if they're going to keep rolling, that means he will be successful. That's basically the same point we made last weekend. But the odds, <laughs> the the books are catching up a little bit. He's plus 140. And it could be because of the competition, right? A step down in competition, certainly with Burnley. We still like the plus money for Bukayo Saka to score. So plus 140, we're going to take that. And then the third play we're going to put some money on, but not nearly as much. Maybe a quarter of a unit on this one because the odds are long. But we talked about Declan Rice and how they've put him in position to lead those set pieces. He has odds right now on DraftKings to have one or more assists at plus 330. 
He has assists in two of his last four outings. So we think that those odds are decent. And we think it's worth a, a little bit of a bet. And that's why we're going to do just a, a maybe like a quarter unit on uh, Declan Rice to have an assist in this one. We think they're definitely going to score. And, you know, Saka could be the one, you know, distributing. But again, if he's managing those set pieces and 30% of their goals come off of set pieces, we like the odds that uh, that could convert and that Rice could get on the board for us. So that's our first game. Second game that we're going to cover is Newcastle versus Burnmouth. This is at, at 10 o'clock on Saturday as well. Uh, not on TV. Look uh, for, I, I think it might be on Peacock, this one. Um, odds are Newcastle minus 115. Uh, Bournemouth is plus 280. And the draw is plus 310. Now, this is very interesting because of what we're seeing in the books on this. So I'm on DraftKings right now. So I'm recording this Friday morning on the East Coast. And when we look at goal scorer props, I still see Callum Wilson here as an anytime scorer, minus 110. Callum Wilson just had surgery that is very close to ending his season. He might not come back for the rest of the season. This has been confirmed. He just had it a few hours ago. This was the speculation for a few days now, and it has taken place. So I don't know why he's still out there on DraftKings as uh, an option for anything. But it does affect, in my mind, how they're pricing all the other players. So we'll get into that when we... Uh, make our pick for this match. Uh, this is so important for Newcastle to get this, considering where they are in the table, right? They're in seventh, five points behind Manchester United. These are the kinds of games they need to win in order for them to challenge for top six top five status, given the rest of their schedule for the remainder of the year. Again, matches like this, this is what they have to, they have to take care of business. They have 51 goals on the season. They are scoring at an electric pace. Uh, they uh, are, are just, play they're playing very well despite having uh, limitations uh, on their, um, on, on, in, in, in injuries and, and health, right? Callum Wilson, we've talked about, it sounds like Alexander Isaac, their forward, might be out as well, but it hasn't seemed to matter. Whoever has been in there for Newcastle, they have been able to score. On the flip side, I don't know that they will keep Burnmouth off the scoreboard. Um, they have allowed 17 goals in their last six games, and Burmouth has scored in 14 of their last 15. So uh, taking a look at that, you might think about uh, bets for Bournemouth to get on the board somehow in this. But we will, um, that's not going to be our bet for this one. We're going to have two. We're going to go with Newcastle just to win, again, because of the urgency around winning this match for them. Uh, and that's at minus 115. And we're going to go with their 
most prolific goal scorer uh, given the absence of Wilson, and that is uh, Anthony Gordon. He's at, and he's at plus one eighty right now, and we love those odds. Again, without uh, Wilson being taken off the board for for betting, so we're go- that's what we're going to use. We, I mean, we like Gordon to score anyway, and uh, we like it even more. Uh, with the way things currently look on the board. So we're going to take Newcastle to win, minus 115, and then Anthony Gordon, anytime score, plus 180. Our third match is at 10 o'clock on Saturday as well. This pits Fulham against Aston Villa. The odds on this are Fulham plus 190, Aston Villa is plus 135, and the draw is plus 265. Fulham is a different team at home versus on the road. And as we've said, Aston Villa has been up and down recently. Even when they've been winning, they haven't been particularly impressive, particularly when you look at teams at the bottom part of the league. They haven't been defending all that well. Their loss to Man City proves that. Not that they should be criticized all that harshly for and not being able to defend that juggernaut of a squad. But they didn't play well in the FA Cup against Arsenal either. So they've had some... uh, They've just been pretty shaky, especially defensively uh, recently. Injuries have started to catch up with them. And when you think of uh, defense, he's not uh, technically, I guess, a defender, but he's that midfielder, Bubakar Kamara. He will be out for this one. And he's really the enforcer in the middle for this team that could be a loss that is more significant than it might appear to be at first glance he has missed four matches this year and they've allowed eight total goals in those matches that he has missed so that could be something to keep an eye on for this match and see if that uh and you know that, that to me that's a that is something that you know favors uh, Fulham, again, being at home and with that absence of an enforcer in the middle. Fulham is pretty healthy overall. They're getting players back from injury and international competition. They're getting two players back from AFCON, Alex Iwobi and Calvin Bassey. And then uh, Tosin at Arabayo is uh, available for this game as well. He has been injured. So all things to us point to Fulham at least able to pull off the upset. That's what we're going to go with. Fulham plus 190 is going to be our play here. They have won six of their last nine at home. They scored goal at least three goals in five of their last six. And they are like Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to being at home versus being away. And uh, we think this is one that they can grab. We don't think that they're in great form, Aston Villa, and we think it will show in this match. Okay, two more to cover before we conclude the episode. Next match is the blockbuster of the weekend, Man City versus Chelsea. This will be on uh, TV, NBC, on Saturday at 1230 Eastern time. This is going to be fairly simple for us. Before we get to our plays, let's talk about the odds. Man City's minus 290, Chelsea's plus 700, and the draw is plus 75. 
Kevin De Bruyne is still being undervalued in terms of his ability to make plays. If he is plus money on assists, we will take it every single weekend until that changes. And he is at plus 135. That's going to be our first play. Our second play is going to be the over and goals at three and a half at plus 110. Man City hasn't really kept clean sheets too much. Uh, they started off well doing so, but have uh, allowed you know, lesser teams to score on them. And so um, this over three and a half goals allows for uh, Chelsea to get sort of a late cheap goal, like a 3-1 kind of score. I mean, Chelsea, when I look at them at the beginning of the year, they were a team that I was extremely high on, but their talent has been inconsistent. They're not producing at a high enough level. It's almost like they're a year away. Like you look at this team, it's stacked. You've got Nicholas Jackson, Cole Palmer, Moises Casado, Enzo Fernandez, all of them so young, so talented. They've got other uh, veteran types who uh, can uh, fill up the stat sheet like a Raheem Sterling, but they just have not put it together for significant stretches this year at all. And I don't think it's going to happen against a, a Man City team that has caught fire. Given all that, I want to leave a little bit of wiggle room for them to be able to score. I think they are going to let up goals. Their defense has been very bad this year. And <laughs> against Man City, that's not what you want. You don't want a very bad defense. And, and they've, been, they've been very bad. Um, but given the firepower that they have throughout the roster, it's hard for me to envision them being shut out in this one. So I do like the over and goals. This could be like 4-1 Man City or 4-2. I think the over three and a half goals at plus money is a very good price and a good play. So we're going to continue to hammer that Kevin De Bruyne play until it goes to minus money. So plus 135, Kevin De Bruyne assists. And then over three and a half goals at plus 110. That's going to be our play for the Man City-Chelsea match. Then the final match we're covering on the pod today is Luton versus Man U. This is on Sunday. It's at 11.30 Eastern time, and this is on USA. Uh, we like Man U here uh, at minus 125. So the odds are Man U minus 125. Luton's plus 320. The draw is 310. Luton, I think is getting too much credit for being a good story. The results are not necessarily there, right? I mean, when you, <laughs> if a successful season for you is not being relegated, that's fine. That doesn't mean that you're an outstanding club, right? If we look at the standings now, they're only one point out of relegation because of Everton's penalty about violating the profitability and sustainability rules, right? Luton is in 17th with 20 points. Everton is in 18th with 19. But Everton really should have 29 points. So Luton would be relegated regardless, or would have been relegated if not for the uh, Everton sanctions right now. And Everton is you know, they're not playing well, but they're at least, they're getting some draws every now and then. 
But they have the ability to climb out of relegation and get past Luton. There's plenty of time for them to do that. I think if you lined up the teams against each other, I think Everton is probably better than Luton. And Luton, I think, I mean, they've had 23 matches and they have five wins. People are acting like they have so many more than that, and they, they don't. They really don't. They are definitely a different team at home. I would imagine that they will try to press the pace early against Man U and see where that gets them. If they can get uh, an advantage on the scoreboard early and try and sit on that a little bit while at the same time still maintaining their uh, aggressive play. They do love playing in front of that crowd at, at home. And it is a different place for road teams to play because it is so small. But this Man U team, I, I know that there's, you look under the hood and it feels as if this streak that they're on maybe isn't as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, they're, they're not playing as well, at the very least, as the record may indicate in recent weeks. But, I mean, the record does, in my mind, it speaks for itself. You, you look at it, you know, they've they've got three wins in a row against Aston Villa, West Ham, and Wolves. Like, it's not the bottom of the league that they're beating. 4-1 against Wolves, 3-0 against West Ham, 2-1 against Aston Villa. Like, I'll take that. I will absolutely take that. They're, 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 it seems like, you know, they're, people talk about them defensively and how, they're, they're, they're weak, right? I don't know that... I, I think it's just a little bit overblown with them. It, you know, when you look at goals against for the league, they stack up very well against the rest of the league in terms of goals allowed. You know, you got the top three with Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man City all under 25 goals. No one else in the league is under 30. You've got Aston Villa fourth, and then Man City's right there at 33. If anything, they're not scoring at the rate that they should. But they've picked that up in the last three matches against, again, better competition than Luton. So I, I, I think that they're going to run away with this one. I really do. And uh, I, I will take minus 125 all day long on this play. The other bet that... I was considering, but I'm kind of backing off on now, is if you want to combine it with both teams to score, that is plus 190. So that is a bet that I will float out there as a possibility. I think I am going to back off on that. I'm not sure uh, that I'm as confident in that <laughs> as I was when I was prepping for the show. I'm most confident in Man U uh, winning this at minus 125. Okay, to summarize, here are the plays that we have for this weekend on Premier League Payoff. In Burnley versus Arsenal, we like Arsenal to win and over two and a half goals at minus 135. We like Bukayo Saka to score at plus 140. And then we like a small bet on Declan Rice to have one or more assists at plus 330. In Newcastle versus Burnmouth, we like Newcastle at minus 115. And we like Anthony Gordon anytime 
score at plus 180. For Fulham versus Aston Villa, we like Fulham to win at plus 190. For Man City and Chelsea, we like Kevin De Bruyne to have one or more assists at plus 135. And we like over three and a half goals at plus 110. And then the last match, Luton versus Man U, we like Man U to win at minus 125. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Premier League Payoff. Enjoy the matches this weekend. And we will be back next week as the competition heats up across the Premier League. Until then, again, enjoy the matches and we'll see you next week.